Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to season 4 of Convert Central. Here in Convert Central, we bridge the gap between Muslims from all backgrounds in Singapore, regardless of whether you are converts, born Muslim, or prospective Muslim. Our podcasts are uploaded on Mondays and Fridays, and our community events are held every month. Be sure to join us whenever you can and let us know how we can do better on our social media platforms like Instagram or TikTok. Recommend any of your convert friends to us so that they can share their stories via the forms you can find on our Instagram bio. So from all of us to you, we pray that this new season is enjoyable and beneficial. Welcome back to Convert Central. So Alhamdulillah, in this two-part episode with uh, Ustaz Samir, uh, we have actually covered his story in coming back into Islam, rediscovering Islam in 2009 in the first part. And we've also talked a little bit about his challenges in the month of Ramadan, as well as some advice for those who have not possibly started Ramadan in the best of states. How do we get back on track? How do we make sure that this is still the best Ramadan that we can ever have? There is still time. Allah always gives opportunity even down to the very last day of Ramadan. So inshallah, we can and we can strive for every Ramadan to be our best Ramadan. And perhaps this is where you start. So for those who are interested, listen to the previous episode where we cover his stories and some of his advice, very, very interested, uh, interesting challenges that he has met. And this episode is our special feature. Uh, every year when it comes to Laila Tukodr towards Ramadan, the last 10 nights, we always do a special feature about Laila Tukodr because it's, a, uh, it's such an important, monumental uh, event, uh, such an uh, important night for us also every year where uh, worship that we do might be multiplied up to 80-something years uh, at, at the very least. So Laila Tukodr is coming and this is when we start to introduce what Laila Tukodr is the amazingness of the miracles of Laila Tukadar, some signs of Laila Tukadar, and uh, who else better to do it for us than our dear friend Ustaz Samir? Uh, Alhamdulillah. So right now, we'll start off by talking about Laila Tukadar. So Ustaz, maybe you could share with us um, what is Laila Tukadar, like where did it come about, and what is, why, why is it so significant for us Muslims? Okay, Alhamdulillah. Thank you for this invitation, Brother Kevin, uh, for the second invitation for to share a little bit on the significance of a special event that we can all seek uh, during this month of Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the, the significance of Laylatul Qadr. May Allah help us to attain what Laylatul Qadr has for us to benefit from. Amin. Ya Rab. So uh, before going into the, the, the context and the historical background of Laylatul Qadr, uh, we got to understand, um, yes, there's a lot of hype about Laylatul Qadr, but we got to also understand we cannot be transactional Muslims. You cannot be only a, a Muslim on Laylatul Qadr. And that is shortchanging Allah. And Allah is watching. Allah is all seeing or ever hearing. The person who is consistent with his, with his uh, devotions and, and, and worship throughout the year will definitely be given more opportunities to reach Laylatul Qadr versus the person who 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 kind of transactionally only wants to wait for Allah on the 27 or on the odd nights, you know, definitely there will be different. So even in the first first part of the episode we were mentioning, right? Um, some of the things that we do is one one important thing is consistency. Consistency in whichever uh, worship or devotion ibadah that you are doing, be consistent, even though it's small. If, it, if you're only able to read a page of the Quran a day, even though you're unable to khatam it, complete it in the month of Ramadan, that is fine, but you are consistently bringing it outside of Ramadan as well. You're reading one page every day, and then you're adding on 
on uh, specifically in Ramadan, Alhamdulillah. That is called Barakah. That is called Istiqamah. Right? So, Laylatul Qadr, yes, uh, there's a lot of um, spirituality behind benefits in Laylatul Qadr, but you've got to understand that this is also a means. Like many other things are a means, Laylatul Qadr is a means to seek what? To seek closeness to Allah. That is the first intention of anything that we do. We are we do not want to be transactional Muslim that whoa, uh, Allah says in the Quran that it is the, the night is worth more than 83 years and four months worth of worship. Also, I just want to uh, work towards Salatul Qadr. Yes, that is the mercy of Allah. For those who have been distant from Allah, yes, Allah subhanahu wa grants us an opportunity to kickstart our relationship with Him. But again, remember it is a means, and we must always be focused on the giver of the means. Right? So first and foremost, before jumping into the we've got to ask ourselves, what is my relationship with Allah? How distant or how close am I with Him? And how can I get closer to Him? How can I bridge my relationship and strengthen and, and, and deepen my relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Right? So we've got to first seek Allah, the owner of Laylatul Qadr. Right, so and uh, let us bring you to a few hadiths and the ayat of the Quran, which which touches on this layer of color. The Prophet also mentions in, in the record in Nasai, whoever spends the nights of Ramadan in prayer out of faith in the hope of reward, Allah Subhanahu forgive all his previous sins. And it is also mentioned by the Prophet Wasallam when the last ten nights begin, the Prophet Wasallam will keep himself awake at night. He will wake up his family, and he will prepare himself to observe salah with more energy and more power, recorded in Muslim. And it's also mentioned that the Prophet will always dedicate himself to iktikaf, especially during the last 10 nights of Ramadan, including the day. So Allah SWT says in Surah Al-Qadr, Indeed, we have revealed the Quran during the night of decree. And what can you know what is the night of decree? The night of decree is better than a thousand months. The angels and the spirit descend therein by the permission of their Lord for every matter and salam. Peace it is until the time of dawn. So what is Laylatul Qadr? What is the context behind Allah SWT revealing this particular verse of the Quran? It is, uh, so there are few rewired, uh, there are a few transmission of the context of this particular ayat. One of it, which not maybe too common, is during the time of the children of Israel, during the time of Nabi Musa, Moses alayhi salam, peace be upon him, it is mentioned that one, one uh, particular mujahid, mujahid is a warrior who defends uh, his country, his state, his religion, right? He carried his weapons of, 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 of uh, defense for a thousand months. And he never put down his, his, uh, his uniform and his, his, what do you call it, full battle gear. He was carrying his battle gear ready, defending his country and his state for a thousand months. And Allah SWT is very happy, was very happy about his devotion to the service of Islam. So the Prophet shared this particular incident to the companions and the companions were very amazed. Wow, this guy, he didn't put down his arms and his battle gear for a thousand months. His endurance and his istiqamah and his devotion to, to Nabi Moses and his cause were, were so, so, so strong. Then they were like, how could I exceed his amount of uh, discipline and his dedication? Then the, the Prophet was given the gift that the person who dedicates himself 
during this particular night, in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, you'll be given the rewards of more than this particular Mujahid who never laid down his battle gear for a thousand months. Right? And what, we don't have to carry anything. We can be in our nice uh, cotton juba, in the aircon, in the corner of your house, right? and you are just doing your zikr or your Quran or your salat. And you can get more pleasure and the deeds of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the hasana of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, than this particular soldier of Allah. Subhanallah. Right? So that is one of the contexts behind why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave this honor to the um. And the honor is because we are the community of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, where our deeds are multiplied with ease. We don't need to sweat. We can be under aircon. We don't need to be in the, you know, uh, in, in the field defending anything. You can be in the corner of your house and the corner of your masjid, right? Very comfortable. Yet your honor is much more. Subhanallah. So this is one of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down this particular ayat. And it is also mentioned uh, that the Prophet uh, also said that this month has come to you and there is a night that is better than 1,000 months. And whoever is deprived of this particular night is deprived of all goodness. And no one is deprived of his goodness except the one who is truly deprived. And let us bring us to the context of this particular hadith. Actually, Allah subhanahu wa wanted to reveal the specific day, day of Laylatul Qadr, whether it's the 21st or 23rd. But when at the time when Allah subhanahu wa wanted to reveal this, this honor to the, the, the Prophet, wasalam, there were a group of people who were arguing. They were disputing about a, a particular matter. So when the Prophet was there, they were, they were disputing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because of this, um, you can say, negative ambience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made, uh, revoked or so-called retracted the revelation of the specific date of Laylatul Qadr. He left it unknown. Why? Because people were arguing about a petty issue. So this is one thing actually we've got to take note. If there is one particular deed that we should do or should not do is to avoid argumentation. Reconcile our differences between our family members, between our, fam our friends, come together. right? And reconciling differences is one of the hefty good deeds in the, in the books of Allah SWT. And, and to remove grudges from our hearts. Sometimes we, spend, we, we, we put a lot of attention on, yeah, uh, go to the masjid, pray kriyam, and, and do your salat, and do, uh, do a khatam Quran. But in our heart, there is, a, there is a black spot where we bear, we see our Muslim brother or whoever is it. Hey Allah, this guy. We got we to gotta ask Allah to remove that. We got to ask Allah to remove that. Not easy, which is why, which is why the rewards are great. It's not easy. Right, it's it's a struggle for 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 many of us when we see somebody whom who 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 we were offended by, it's it's difficult to let go. But we have to because Allah is Gafur, Allah is Afu, and which is one of the the dua which I will recommend everybody who's listening to memorize and to recite a lot in the last ten nights of Ramadan. Right, Allahumma innaka Afu to hibul Afu 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 Anna, which you will have uh, maybe come across. Uh, quite often in, if you're going for traway and etc. So, of people, pardon people, right? And, and, and you're not losing. In fact, you are gaining. 
the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you show mercy to others. It's okay. We do not lose. So avoid argumentations in this particular time and make it a consistent deed even whether it's during Ramadan or outside Ramadan. Right? Remove all the grudges that we might possibly have between anyone. Right? Amongst anyone. Right? So this, that is one important thing. And the Prophet also mentioned Bukhari. Right? And say, he says, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, search for Laylatul Qadr in the odd nights of the last 10 nights of Ramadan. Right? And also, there is a tremendous wisdom why Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala did not specify the particular date. Even though many of the scholars have given us uh, many transmission that uh, most often it will happen on the 27th. Though many of the scholars have also mentioned it can happen at any point of time during the last 10 nights of Ramadan. It can be the odd night or the even night or even uh, any, any other nights of Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. So that is one thing uh, about the secret of uh, Laila Tukadar is is to is to have an opportunity to gain intimate communion with Allah Subhanahu. Wa it's a, it's like a direct uh, DID with Allah Subhanahu. You get a direct phone phone number of Allah Subhanahu. You don't have to go through means. You get a direct communion with Allah Subhanahu. And whatever you seek on that day, inshallah, it will be powerfully accepted, right? And then there's a few things which which also we need to understand the context of this particular ayat, Qadar. Can, be, can mean the night of power where you receive uh, powerful energy and your deeds are amplified in a sense that it is much more quickly accepted Allah subhanahu wa It can also mean another thing that in, in this night of Qadr which is also mean decree it is in this night a lot of your faith is written and sealed whether we're going to live until next Ramadan whether we're going for Hajj the next year uh, uh, how much is our sustenance? Are we going to get married by the next Ramadan, etc., etc.? It happens on that night. So, if there's something that you're looking for, there's something which is really you are in need of, whether it's marriage or sustenance or a business or a career. Most importantly, uh, the closeness of Allah Subhanahu wa to strengthen our iman. Ask for Allah's closeness first, and then come to you know our tangible and uh, material needs and it is important to display our humility our servanthood to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still ask for those things whatever your heart desires ask and do not limit your asking to yourself because why when you ask on behalf of your brother or sister who is absent you ask for your brother who's not with you uh, ya Allah grant him you know, a long life, give him health and give him good sustenance and, 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 and give him a good spouse or give her a good spouse, etc. The angels will say, I mean to you. Likewise to you, likewise to you, likewise to you. And the, and the, and the dua of the angels are much more powerful, right? Quickly acceptable Allah SWT. So that is a little bit on what is the context of Dailatul Qadr. And most importantly, you've got to understand that it is a special gift that Allah SWT has given to the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad, the community of Prophet Muhammad, which is which is our greatest honor, that Allah Subhanahu wa gave us iman and He has made us in the Ummah, in the community of the Prophet and it is a chance to change our faith. It is an opportunity to ask Allah to give us a good faith, right, and to change our bad actions and our bad deeds and our uh, the troubles that our lower self is giving us, the bad habits. Ya Allah, help me to 
stop doing things which are displeasing to you. Make me somebody whom you are pleased with. Give me a good end. Give my brothers and sisters good end. Give my family members, you know, understanding of you. Give them Islam. Give them good faith, and 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 enter everybody into your mercy. Bismillah, inshallah. So that is a little bit on what is Laylatul Qadar. Alhamdulillah. Thank you, Ustaz, for sharing with us. I'd just like to ask a follow-up question. Uh, is it also true that uh, for some of us, we also understand the night of Laylatul Qadar to be the one that uh, the Quran was sent down from the uh, first heaven to the seventh heaven? Mashallah. Uh, it's a good question. So there are two, two uh, contexts to this. There's one called Nuzulul Quran, which uh, predominantly the scholars have given us that specifically happened on 17th of Ramadan. Nuzul Quran means the descent or the revelation of the Quran to the Prophet, specifically uh, Surah Al-Alaq, right? The first verse which was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ from the lowest heaven, right? Surah Al-Iqra, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, which happened on Nuzul Quran. There's a descent of the Quran from what we call Lahful Mahfuz, the preserved tablet, to the lowest heaven, the Baytul Izza. So this is what we mean by the descent of the Quran on specifically the Laylatul Qadr. Right? So there are two contexts to this. There's one Nuzul Quran and uh, uh, the descent of the Quran on Laylatul Qadr. So uh, what is meant by the descent of the full Quran? In, 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 and, and what we understand by the Quran, it is the Kalam of Allah. It is not like a book or a tablet which was, which was sent down from the heavens in the, in the form of a Mus'haf that we have. No, it is the power the majesty of Allah, the, the hefty words of Allah's qalam, which was given permission to transmit from the preserved tablet in the spiritual world to the lowest heaven, which is Bayatul Izza, and then periodically revealed to Prophet piecemeal by piecemeal by piecemeal, according to the context of Prophet's life. For what? For us to take guidance. Right, so the, the 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 deeper meaning behind the Quran is to look at the Prophet Muhammad. If you really want to understand the Quran, like say that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu mentioned, if you want to know the Quran, look at Prophet Muhammad. He is the walking Quran, So if you really want to tafsir the Quran, you want to know each verse and each context of what the Quran means. Go back to the biography. Go back to the sunnah of the Prophet. What did he do in this situation? What did he do in that situation? That is the Quranic implication. And that are the Quranic obligations that Allah SWT wants us to take heed from. Subhanallah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Subhanallah. I, I learned a lot myself about Layatul Qadr. Coming on to, we've already touched on it a little bit, right? Uh, we talk about when is Layatul Qadr. So you've mentioned that uh, the narration, it means the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is made to forget the date of the, the actual Layatul Qadr. And uh, there were also some narrations who say that Layatul Qadr falls on, on one of the odd nights of Ramadan. Also other narrations that say that uh, it's likely that he falls on the last 10 nights of Ramadan. And... Um, of course, we take away that we, we shouldn't be engaging in squabbers. You know, uh, this is something that uh, is highly disliked when it comes to being a Muslim. We also take away another wisdom that, you know, it's not about the deed itself. It's about being consistent. It's about um, not knowing the deed so that we can be consistent, not just for 10 days of Ramadan, but also throughout the entirety of month Ramadan. And that uh, we also learn that, you know, um, 
the essence of worship is never about pushing ourselves for one night. It's about pushing ourselves for the 30 days and then using these 30 days as a benchmark to push for the entire year ahead. Yeah. And so, hence, um, we, we, we think that sometimes when we first start out, we say we want to chase Lyra together. How do we chase and get Lyra together, right? Instead, we should think about how can we welcome Lyra together because it will come. Chase it, then we might never get it. But if we mm. prepare our houses nicely, you know, with our amal, with our ibadah, with our iman, then we welcome it. And it's a guess what they will always come. It's just depending on how we work together. together. So the next question I wanted to ask, uh, you know, first and foremost for myself is then, uh, it says, how can we uh, welcome letter together? How, what, is some, what are some things that we can do Ashraf. to ensure that we catch letter together and to prepare for letter together? Very beautifully said, uh, Brother Siddiq. Yes, we should be welcoming letter together. Yes, even though we did mention we do not want to be a transactional Muslim just for a night or two, but it is also important to also note that for some of our brothers and sisters who are starting off again, just that one night might be that night for the opening. So we do not discount the fact that, yes, and we do not judge, we do not um, be, be uh, critical of even their strife, even if it's just for one night. Like the same, uh, there are some friends among a family and friends among us who just pray only during Jumaa. That's fine. For them, Alhamdulillah. We, are, we should be shukur to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Ya Allah. At least you give them the strength to pray only on Friday during the Jumaa. Give them the strength to pray their five-time prayers. Maybe there are some who only pray during Ramadan. And outside of Ramadan, they do not find the strength. We thank Allah subhanahu wa again for that opportunity for them, Ya Allah. You give them the opening during Ramadan. And we make dua for them, Ya Allah. Make it, give them the tawfiq and the idayah to continue outside Ramadan. So there are some among us, yes, uh, even though we say we do not want to just focus only on one night, but for some, that one night might be the big break where they become uh, a fulfilled Muslim for the rest of their lives. Right? So there is significance just to add on extra things on Laylatul Qadr. There are. So we do not discount that. But most importantly, our intentions, uh, we've got to keep on uh, refining and refining and refining it with a spiritual screwdriver until it becomes correct. And every time it becomes loose. Right? So there are two points. There are two sides of the coin. For some, yes, we've got to remind you, look, do not be transactional. But at the same time, do not discount the significance of Laylatul Qadr. Do extra. It's okay. Even though it's just for one night, uh, pretend to do extra also, alhamdulillah. So there are a few things which the Prophet specifically mentioned to do. Right? He has advised us a few things to do specifically on Laylatul Qadr. And one of it actually came from the wife of the Prophet, uh, Sayyidina Aisha radiallahu And she was very inquisitive. And this is one of the characteristics of a seeker of knowledge. To humble yourself and do not be shy to ask questions. And the one of the best seekers of knowledge who, who eventually became a scholar, in fact, she is one of the greatest scholars of Islam, is the wife of the Prophet, Sayyidina Aisha, radiyallahu anha, peace be, peace be upon her. May Allah subhanahu grant her his pleasure. So she asked the Prophet, sallam, Ya Rasulullah, if I knew which night Laylatul Qadr will fall on, what should I do or what should I say during Laylatul Qadr? And then the Prophet ﷺ, peace be upon him, instructed her to say, say this particular zikr or this dua. Allahumma innaka afun kareem tuhibbul afu 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 anni. 
or you can ask in the plural tense allahumma innaka afun karim tuhibbul afwa fa afu anna we are asking for a plural plural which is more virtuous which means ya allah you are the most forgiving and you love to forgive so forgive me or forgive us recorded in tirmidhi so this is one particular dua this is one particular supplication that we should be memorizing and asking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly continuously as much as possible right if you could do a uh, minimum uh, 10 a day or 30 a day in the nights of ramadan or after every prayer minimum is 3 right to recite this minimum 3 times as as is practiced by our masjids in singapore right and to continue it uh, even for your for your optional prayers in tarawih or etc etc so ask for forgiveness consistently there are three things which the prophet also mentions that you need to uh, seek a lot from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and refine and uh, renew your iman with what ashhadu alla ilaha illallah nastaghfirullah nastaghfirukal jannata wa na'udhu bika minan nar there are two things you cannot do without and two things you need to ask allah ashhadu alla ilaha illallah renew internalize feel your la ilaha illallah it should not be reduced to a mere phrase which you said during your conversion or during your prayers no this is the first and the end goal ashhadu to bear witness to feel every blink of an eye that do you realize that he's helping us to blink how many times a day so that our eyelids and our eyeballs and everything inside gets clean who is helping us ashhadu alla ilaha illallah who is helping us to hear every single sound that our, our ears are hearing who is helping us to see every single beautiful sight that we are seeing with who is helping us to take in every single breath that our 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 nose breathes our heart takes every single beat that our heart beats who has been always with us never abandoning even though we have brushed him aside he is our bff best friend forever you can never ever find you cannot replace him right even though we have been consistently absent from him he was never he was never absent he was ever present he is going to be ever present and we have kind of you know uh, brushed him aside even though he is the most important vvvip imagine you meet a vip and then you don't turn your attention to him and you you start to look at uh, the food and the, the the tablecloth and what kind of shoes people are wearing and what kind of car people are driving instead of forgetting the vip we have been doing that subconsciously haven't we so we got to turn our attention to him it is why we need to ask allah ashhadu alla ilaha illallah ya allah help me to renew my consciousness of you i want to witness you astaghfirullah i seek forgiveness for my forgetfulness for my lack of concentration and attention to you i turn my attention towards materials material things towards my own nafs sometimes or many a times forgive me right ashhadu alla ilaha illallah astaghfirullah nasalukal jannata wa na'udhu bika minan nar as a servant i ask you of your pleasure of your garden and as a servant i ask you from the protection of your displeasure of hell right these are things these are two particular dua uh, and supplication that you need to renew and internalize feel them uh, don't worry about too much about the tajwid if you are still learning as a new convert or a muslim that's fine important thing Uh, reflect on the meaning which Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala has 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 given us in this thing right so of forgiveness pardon we want Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala to erase everything and if you want Allah's uh, forgiveness mercy we got to ask ourselves 
am I ready to do the same to the people, to people around us? Right? Maybe we are so petty that uh, one good thing you can do is if you have enough financial sustenance, you know, forgive people's uh, debts. If people owe you 10 cent, 20 cent, $10, $100, if, you, if you're able to reduce it for them, right? Reduce it for them. If you're able to wave it off for them, wave it off for them. Whether it's physical, whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual. So forgive people's debts, right? Do not take it uh, so seriously that somebody offends you and he forgets to give you $100 back and you say, oh, I'm going to ask you in the court of Allah that you forgot to give me $100. Maybe he doesn't have $100. Maybe he's struggling. Maybe he needs that. Okay, even so, he is sincere or not sincere. Um, Allah wants to recompense you. Do you want to get just a mere $100? Do you want to get recompensed from Allah's frontal in the hereafter, which is going to be multiplied, you know, uh, multiple times, right? So that is one thing. Forgive people, ask forgiveness from Allah, erase your grudges from, from your heart, clean your heart, purify your heart, right? And then what are the other things that you should be doing? As mentioned earlier, isolate yourself for the last 10 nights. Have a me time with Allah. Deeply connect to Him in, in a spiritual note through the means that you're capable of, whether it's prayers, fasting, zikr, Quran, reading a book, etc. And do not waste time. It's only 10 nights. If you, if you can, uh, apply some leaf, right? Uh, do not be burdened by your worldly errands and your work and etc. If you have a summer break in school, that's wonderful, right? But if not, after your, your, your school and your work and study, dedicate yourself, isolate yourself. Do not worry too much about shopping, right? Uh, you know, even in Gelang, we uh, traditionally, uh, the scholars will look out for the hilal, the, the moon to spot when Ramadan is coming. In Gelang, we know Ramadan is coming when the bazaar is coming up, right? When the tent, when the tentation, everything. So, but on the last ten nights is when the bazaar gets extremely crowded, and mm. that should not be the case. If you want to do your shopping, do it now. Do mm. it during the daytimes, not during the night times. Mm. Do not be in the marketplaces where you know uh, you might see some certain things we're not supposed to see. You mm. might hear certain things which you don't, which you're not supposed to be here. Be in the masjid or be at home. Be with your family. Right, spend some extra time. Do not do your shopping at night time. Do your shopping in the daytime if it's necessary. Buy your clothing and, and etc. And one important thing for our new brothers and sisters, um, invite your Muslim convert friends over for iftar or for taraweh. That is very, very, very important. And you are, I'm sure you, many of you are quite aware, right? Some of you uh, who, who are who are the only Muslims in your family. Uh, maybe they are struggling with the taraweeh, they are struggling with the iftar. Organize a meeting, organize a, a majlis, a taraweeh majlis, wherever is capable of you. Even if it's just three of you or two of you or five of you, organize, invite them. And do not forget them on Hari Raya, on Eid. Mm. There are many Muslims, new Muslims especially, who do not have anybody to spend Eid with. There are many. So initiate something and, and we hope Convert Central will continue doing what they're doing. Everybody out there, support them, sponsor them, you know, uh, provide them with all kinds of gifts and etc. in cash or kind, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu grant you continuous strength. Convert Central has been doing a very great job in doing that. They eat for converts. So similar like that, have uh, smaller circles in your vicinity. Whoever you know, forge friendships, forge communities, invite them over for Trawi, Iftar, 
uh, even if they are able to spend a night or two in your houses for the last 10 nights, organize uh, a Laylatul Qadr uh, majlis for the last 10 nights or the odd nights, provide them sahur, you yeah. know. Sometimes people focus on iftar. Yeah. That to provide iftar to a fasting person is very virtuous. Yes. But at the same time, there is blessings in sahur. So if yeah. you can get somebody to sahur with you as much as you get somebody to iftar with you, it is equally virtuous and sometimes more difficult to do. Hmm. Right? So maybe there are a lot of new Muslims uh, struggling to wake up at 4.30 or 5, teach them how to pray tahajjud, get them a uh, 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 nutritious sahur with them, pray subuh together. Right? Uh-huh. MashaAllah. So do not waste time. And one of the things that is mentioned by the imams and also by the Prophet is to pray Isha and Fajr in congregation for the last 10 nights. Especially the odd nights. Why? Because a person who spends Isha on Laylatul Qadr has taken his portion from it. Right? As mentioned by Imam Malik. And also the Prophet also mentioned that the person who spends Isha in congregation is as though he spent half his night in prayer. And the person who spends subu or fajr in, in congregation, in the jama'ah, whether with his family or in, in the masjid, right, is as though you spend the whole night in prayer. So alhamdulillah, uh, try to um, do all of these things that we have shared and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and us the strength to perform all those things that we have, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to share inshallah. Thank you. Thank you, Ustaz, for sharing all of these beneficial advices. Uh, just as a summary recap, uh, you've mentioned uh, this point, the following points in which uh, in the months, in the last 10 nights or whenever we can now, we try to do more charity and in the, in the remaining times of Ramadan, we try to do some itikaf, we try to uh, dedicate more of our time at the masjid, we try to declutter some of our appointments at the last uh, few nights of Ramadan so that we can focus on our ibadah and um, one of the most important, I think the best advice I've ever gotten uh, about Lighter to Qadr itself or about Ramadan is that how do we ensure that we definitely will catch Lighter to Qadr? Like 100% um, not a Bitcoin scam not a uh, scammer that gives you ask you for $200 and he's a Nigerian prince like 100% you catch Lighter to Qadr that ensures you the sustenance that we have for the hereafter right? is that if we pray Isha and we pray our Tarawih and then we sleep we wake up for Tahajjud, two rakats and Sahur for the remaining nights in Ramadan, 100% we will catch the Laitu Qadr. There's no way we miss it. So, uh, again, we will, uh, in this case, we will welcome Laitu Qadr into our lives, right? So, thank you for all the advice. And when we say, how do we meet Laitu Qadr? How do we prepare to meet Laitu Qadr? It's kind of like a wordplay on, on, on our end, right? We don't actually prepare when we meet because Laitu Qadr, it might be coming on any night, right? So, how it's, it's, it's more better phrased in, in the sense where we, we ask ourselves, you know, what can we start to do now that allow, allows us to welcome Lighter to Qadr? So right now, we can still, you know, increase our charity. We can still automate our donations to any of the uh, providers, especially our masjids in Singapore. We have a, a portal to do daily donations. Uh, right now, we can still increase our, our uh, awareness, our sincerity in our prayers. We can still pray more, you know. Uh, right now, we can still intend to wake up for Tahajud and for Sahur. Right now, we can still invite our friends and our families, especially uh, converts, to come over to our places for Ishtar. We, we can still do it, you know, and we should, we should do it. And this is how we welcome Lailatul Qadr. 
you know, we will, we will never know. Allahu alam, you know, um, which day Laila Tukhada comes, you know, we will never know. You know. But what we can ensure that, or what we can have certainty is that what we do now in the next few remaining days of Ramadan will ensure that we can catch or we can meet or we can welcome Laila Tukhada. So I think at this point of time, uh, it's very apt for us to uh, just do a little bit of advertisement here on this podcast. Uh, you know, there are two things that is upcoming for us uh, for Convert Central. The first thing is that there's going to be an IG Live uh, coming uh, this weekend about Lighter Together itself for our friends who have missed it on the podcast or for our friends who desire to listen to a little bit more about Lighter Together to kind of inspire you on the first, uh, possibly 21st and 22nd night of Ramadan. Please feel free to tune in to our Instagram page. We're going to have our Instagram Live to talk with you about Lighter Together. Secondly, what we're going to have, as Ustaz Samir has mentioned, is that we're going to organize a Kiyam uh, for our fellow uh, members of the community, any listener, be it your mom Muslim or converts, please feel free to sign up on our Instagram. The location will be at uh, Masjid Darugu Front in collaboration with their youth uh, group, uh, Fitian Youth. So we, what will be happening is that after Turaway about 10.30, we're going to come into the Masjid itself, the mosque, and uh, the entire program will be in English. We're going to have two convert sharings, myself and Brother Ali, who also not a stranger to the community. We'll be sharing our, our convert stories uh, before having Ustaz Shakir from the masjid itself to share about how we can do Qiyam, some tips on doing Qiyam. And thereafter, we'll break off some activities and rest, and then we we'll wake up about 3 to 4 o'clock to wake up for Qiyam in congregation. MashaAllah, how many of us have been waiting two years just to have this? So don't miss the chance while the slots are still available. There are limited slots. Sign up right now on the 23rd of April. We'll be having the Qiyam. And that translates to the 22nd or the 21st night of Ramadan. Um, so sign up for that. So these two activities are, are here to ensure that we have a head start, you know, and that we fill our time with worship in, in the last 10 days of Ramadan itself. Coming to us in Ramadan, we have another event. It's going to be Commerce Eat, not stranger to everyone who has been following Commerce Central for, few, for the past few years. On the day of Eid, on the Hari Raya itself, we will be organizing a, a activity day for converts where we get to reflect on Ramadan and share some of our Ramadan experiences with each other. It's open to everyone. However, we understand that on the day of Hari Raya itself, for most poor Muslims, you guys will be with your families. So uh, probably uh, this event is more catered for the converts. But if you're a bomb Muslim who wants company or wants to engage your early afternoon with us, it's going to be about from 10 a.m. to about 1 o'clock later. It ends about Zoho timing for lunch. Uh, please feel free to join as well. Uh, we are more than happy to accommodate everybody. So keep stay tuned in our Instagram page. And uh, you know, I promise to keep the advertisement short, so I guess I will end here. But you know, here's to welcome letter letter to God. You know, here's to you know um Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowing us, granting us the ability with his power, you know, and uh, allowing our sincerity to allow us to welcome letter to God in the best of states so subhanallah uh it's, it's been such a beneficial sharing and i myself have benefited so much um may the light of this sharing bring everyone the listeners towards uh you know land to Qadr and and may subhanallah may allah grant all the rewards of that to Ustaz samir who shared about land to Qadr tonight as well so once again it's been a pleasure uh hope to see you back soon inshallah and uh you know for the second time um please help us to end this session uh, by reciting Tasbih Kafar and Surah Asr, inshallah, with us. One last point, uh, special sharing for Laylatul Qadr. Uh, inshallah, we all pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us this Laylatul Qadr. One mm. of the signs that you may look up for on the day of Laylatul Qadr, say 
tonight is Laylatul Qadar, tomorrow you wake up, or even tonight, you'll find that it's a special serenity in the night. And then when you wake up, uh, I, as in not wake up, when the next day, when you do your sahur and the sunrise is, uh, is, is, is apparent, you realize that it's like, you know, if you went to uh, the Cameron Islands and etc., it looks like very cloudy, right? You will feel like that. We have, we have, alhamdulillah, we have experienced that quite a bit, right? That is, that, why is, does it look like uh, cloudy and the sun rays are blocked? That's because of the amount, immense amount of angels descending up and down, bringing the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa for the next whole day. So subhanAllah, may Allah subhanahu wa enables enable us to witness that magnificent sight, right? And and that and that uh, merciful sight be in uh, Inshallah, let us end with Tasbih Kafara in Surah Al-Asr. Subhanakallah bihamdika ashadullah ilaha illa antanastu firqa'atu bilayh. A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Wal-Asr. Innal insana lafi khus. إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْا بِالصَّبَارِ Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.